We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. This is kind of the, the tail end of what we were talking about last week. And I really have, I felt just kind of a kickback ever since I started talking about our, our struggles and our battles being over our destiny and our future and our purpose. It's like, uh, it's like I kind of woke up the enemy there. And that's uh, not a bad thing. <laughs> feels bad sometimes, but it's not a bad thing. So uh, there was um, one of the first lessons I taught in the youth room as I was looking over this to kind of um, think of something, a story that would relate to this, this, just this last part of the scripture that, that, uh, that I talked about last week. And the story that I was reminded of was one of the first uh, stories and lessons I taught in the youth years ago. And I should have had a dry erase board because it, it looks better when you draw it, but I'll describe it so you have to use your imaginations. But <clears throat> years ago, Tracy was pregnant with Trinity and I was still buying toys and riding dirt bikes and four-wheelers, and we had some racing four-wheelers, and we were... I know. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Bill, you're not supposed to talk right now. It's my time. This is my time to talk. I have the mic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love you too, Bill. <laughs> so even also back then, <laughs> I had... a. Uh, I had a racing four-wheeler, and all of our friends had racing four-wheelers. We'd go through the woods, and previous weekend, one of my friends came off going rapidly through the woods and nearly hit his head on a tree. Well, we didn't wear helmets because it wasn't cool to wear helmets. But we realized at that age, and both of our wives were pregnant at the time, I said, maybe we should wear helmets. It might be a good idea to not, to not die. So um, we decided to, to get helmets, and, and uh, so the next time, this is the next day we went out, and there was this big pile of dirt. I swear, I know it's going to sound like I'm exaggerating, but it was a good 20, 30,000 feet high. It was huge. Like, it was at least pretty close to the peak of this building. I mean, if you can imagine that, but not quite. And because you couldn't see the top of it. There's a trail that would go through the woods that we would race and try to gain, you know, whoever's in front or whatever, and I was second. I was trying to get around him and get ahead of him. And as we went up, and we had run, we had run this trail several times. It's very familiar to us. And at the end of this trail was a, was a big dirt pit. And at this dirt pit was a huge mountainous dirt pile and we had made a trail that went up and you had to have a lot of speed to get up and at the very end of it you would jump and get a lot of air but it was flat on top so use your imagination it's a we'll we'll do it long ways this way so because I don't have my board so you run like this and you go up 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 up, and you jump and you land flat so it's up flat and then way over here after you've landed long time you go back down lots of fun right so as far as I knew we were about to have lots of fun again so I'm behind uh, my friend he and I'm wide open right behind him. When I get to the top of this hill, what we didn't know was the, the afternoon before they had dug out the whole other side of this mountainous huge thing. And so now it went like this, way, 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 way up, and then nothing. <laughs> I mean, it was a little bit, but it wasn't enough to land on anything, and straight down into dirt, like way down. So <laughs> I'll never, ever, ever forget the feeling when I got to the top of this thing, and I was like, you know, yee. <laughs> and then as the front started coming over, there's nothing, there's nothing there. Well, I say nothing, there's my friend down there, literally. You know, you see people like drawn, like they draw around him like this. He was like that with his four-wheeler on top of him. And I was like, this is not good. This is not good. And my four-wheeler began to go, the back was going over the front. And so I'm trying to, it feels like slow motion in my mind. I'm trying to kick away the four-wheeler because I don't want it to land on me. So I'm kicking it away in the air, and I hit the ground hard, 
and the four-wheeler landed on me, and, and the wheel hit me. Thank, I had my helmet on. Hit me. Side note, my friend was too cool that day to wear his helmet, and it busted his face pretty, pretty bad, too. Um, but he's fine. But he was very upset, and I did make fun of him. <laughs> I told you to wear a helmet. He, he's too cool to wear a helmet. And so when I hit, thankfully, because I remember thinking, I know several bones are broken, so I'm moving around like I've got to feel what bones are broken, but nothing's broken. But I literally made an imprint because they had dug it out. It was soft sand. So I literally made an imprint like I'm in the sand. Like <laughs> It was serious. The whole thing's like a cartoon. This is real life. This really happened. I'm not making any of this up. And some of you guys were there the first time I told this story, you know, years ago in youth. And some of the graduates, golly, I'm so old. So, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so if, if I had known that they had done that, I probably would not have done it, right? Does that make sense? All right. What we talked about that night, and, and, and what I'm going to touch on here is, if I would have had a reference point, something higher than that jump, to tell me... <laughs> that could see what was going to happen at the end from the beginning, that would have helped, right? Does that make sense? Ah, I said it. That makes sense. Um, and so, so the, our, my, my perspective was skewed by my lack of information that I couldn't see because I couldn't see what was going to happen from here. Does that make sense? Can you visualize that? Okay. So here's, here's what I got hung up on last week, and we talked about this in Psalm 139, uh, verse 13. It says, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. If you want to remind yourself of something every day, say that. Marvelous are you. Marvelous am I. You're God's work. You are marvelous. And that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they were all written all the days. Say all the days. All the days ordained for me. That's you. How precious are your thoughts towards me, O God. That's something else. Remind yourself. How precious are your thoughts towards me, O God. How great is the sum of them. That's where I got hung up. That word sum. And many of you know in, in math, that's the end. That's, you add these together and you get this. That's the sum. And I just began to feel that like, wow. That's the, that's, he knows all the way to the end. He already knows our sum. How, and he knows that it's great. How cool is that? How great is the sum of them? All of his thoughts. And so, as I looked at that, I began to see the finished work. It's finished, right? Didn't Jesus finish this? He, he kind of summed it all up, right? He finished it for us. And so God declares your end at your beginning. Right? He knows your end from your beginning. God's not finite like we are. And this is something else that the enemy will use to attack us. We will see things present tense. We'll see things around us right now in the physical. And how many of you can be discouraged sometimes when you see things around us? We get discouraged because we are, we are not infinite beings. We, we are still here on earth and we can only see so far. But what's interesting is the spirit that lives inside us is the spirit of God and he is infinite. <laughs> and when he speaks to us, he speaks our end from our beginning. Just like we talked about this morning. I'm seeing things now because I begin to study this and I'm beginning to see these things as the devil comes at me. I go, you know what? I don't have to worry about that. I can rest. Isaiah 46.10 says, I make known the end from the beginning. 
man, that's good. From ancient times, what is still, what is still to come, I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. From the east, I summon a bird from a far-off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. What's great is God does it for us. He takes the pressure off of us. And he calls us from the beginning. He calls our end from our beginning. He says, I summon a bird. And then right after that, he says, from a far off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. How many of you know that Jesus was named, he was, he was slain before the foundations of the earth, right? From the beginning. Did God change Abraham's name before he ever had one child? One child. Did God not call him and tell him he's going to be the father of many nations? From the beginning, he called him that. Did Paul write in Galatians 1.15 that God had called him from his mother's womb to take pleasure in revealing God's son through him? Think about that for a minute. He called Paul, the persecutor of Christians, from his mother's womb before Paul was ever Paul, <laughs> before the road to Damascus, before any of that, when he was persecuting and killing, murdering Christians, God had preordained him for something. He had a plan for him from birth. He saw his end from his beginning. Now Paul had to align himself with that. He had to see that. He had to see that truth. Yeah. That blows my mind. <laughs> once, you, <laughs> once you're born again, the Holy Spirit begins telling you who you are right then. He doesn't wait to call you righteous because you can't be righteous on your own. He calls you righteous right then. He doesn't wait to call you holy until you think you're holy. He calls you holy because only you, you can only be holy through the Holy Spirit that lives within you. We, we talked about having 10,000. You have to have $10,000 for someone to steal. The, 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 the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You have to have something, right? You have to have something for the devil to try to steal it. He gives it to you on the front end. I give you holiness. I give you righteousness right now. This is who you are. God says, I call you a bird before you can ever fly. You're a bird. <laughs> you might fall out of the nest a few times, but doggone it, you're a bird. <laughs> he's going to call you that from the front side. Now, he's going to walk with you and show you how to fly, show you what to do, but that's who you are, right? You are righteous. You are holy because of who he is. He says, I do these things. I take care of it for you. It's not about you. I talked about this earlier. We're persecuted for the word's sake. Don't, don't, don't take offense. You have to take it. If you persecute, it's for the word's sake. Praise God for it. Amen. You haven't done one holy thing when you get saved. <laughs> and we have to get out of our religiousness. You can't be holy without God. You can't try to earn something. Same way we talked about, you can't try to give away this $10,000 that God's given you if you think you still have to earn it. You don't have it. If you, think, if you think you don't have it, you can't give it. So in order to love people, in order to do things, we can't do it on our own. We can't, we can't look to ourselves for those resources. We have to have the Holy Spirit. And, and for some reason, I've heard, unfortunately, I've heard people divorce this, the Holy Spirit from, <laughs> from salvation. I know that sounds bad, but, but they've turned it into this, this uh, machine that you constantly have to come back to church so you can feel bad enough, so that you can feel good enough, so that you can continue another week. That's, I don't see that anywhere. God calls us from the front side. He says, this is who you are. 
Released I summon a bird from far off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. Once we realize who we are, we begin to do righteous things. Not to be saved, but because we already are. Not to be righteous, but because you are righteous. Now the difference is, we can, we can begin to be self-righteous if we think that we're doing these things on our own. God continually reminds us, and even me this morning reminds us, <laughs> no matter how hard you work, it's still up to him. No matter how much you want things to be a certain way, it's up to him to bring the increase. It's up to him to bless. It's up to him to fill it up with his spirit. It's up to him to call it what it is. Now, we do co-labor, and we do align ourselves with his truth, and we walk with it, and we dance with it. I heard a pastor say that I was listening to uh, this past week, um, and that's week he kept talking about dancing with the truth. And I just love that term, and some of you guys may dance. I know some have swing dance and different things like that, but when you dance, there has to be a lead. You can't both lead, or you'll step on each other's toes. You have to have a lead. And so you allow him to lead, and you follow. And he just shows you. And it's not strenuous. It's not really even work when, when whoever you're dancing with knows what they're doing. <laughs> if they don't know what they're doing, it could be work. But, but God's good, and when we dance with his truth, we begin to, oh, this is much easier than I thought. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. It's not, it's not what I thought. He's better than I thought. Um, Isaiah 48, 3 says, I have declared the former things from the beginning. I brought them to pass. God is who brings your purpose to pass, not you. He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. You're not going to be God's first failure. <laughs> Congratulations. You're not going to be the first one that didn't work out for him. <laughs> He's a little bit bigger than you thought. Um, do we have a role in this? Sure. Do we have free will? He's not going to force you to do it. We still have free will. Like we talked about last week, do, can you think that you're a grasshopper? Yeah. And that's how your enemy will see you. If you think you are, you can... You can you can think that you're a grasshopper, but that's not who you are. He'll continue to tell you who are you. What we come in here, every, every Sunday we come in here is not, and, and I know I continue to say this, but I'm going to keep saying it, is not a, a, an opportunity for me to try to convince you of who you are and, and so that you can be um, almost brainwashed into thinking that I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> But it's, it's not the idea that, that, that I need to try really hard to learn and to think a certain way. You, we have to learn that we, we have to lean into God and let him lead us. We have to lean into him and go, okay, I can't do this on my own. Okay, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? But what's cool about that is it takes away all the excuses that we've had in the past of why we can't do things. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I've messed up too much. I'm even feeling attacked right now. Listen, just dance. Lean into his fullness, his wholeness, the sum of all of his good thoughts towards you. The end is good. You can, be, you can look, you can be distracted, and you can go, okay, well, I, I don't know what to do. Well, go back. Let's go back. Okay, God, what do I need to do? Oh, it's so much better that way. It's so much easier. It's like a breath of fresh air. If I had known <laughs> that there was no dirt on the other side, I would not, have jumped, <laughs> would not have jumped that hill. And if we think about 
his, his perspective, his, his light, his knowledge. It's much greater than ours. He sees our end from our beginning. This to me squashes the whole predestination debate. There is no predestination with God. He sees it all. He sees it all. Well, do I have free will? Yeah, but he he knows. He made you. He knows what you're going to choose. But he gives you opportunities. Here, let's do this. Dance with me here. No, how about here? How about we dance here? And he seeks us out. When we run away, say, hey, it's better over here. You don't know what's on the other side of that hill. Let me show you. Let me show you, let me show you what benefits you because you know what? I created you. I made you. I formed you in your mother's womb. Stop persecuting Christians, Saul. <laughs> Come dance with me. It's much better. And Paul said, I count all, everything that I thought was righteous in myself. I was the best at everything. I was smart. I was great. But I count them all as lost to dance with you. He's better than you think he is. The funny thing I heard uh, Mark's told about trees going past orange groves and you never hear trees go (laughs) you never hear them strain to push out fruit. Right? Trees are trees. Fruit trees are fruit trees. They produce fruit. Right? (laughs) There are times that trees don't produce fruit. Temporarily. Does that make sense? Still a fruit tree. I want to encourage, Lord, really, I really feel like the Lord wants to encourage somebody in here. You may feel like you're a dead tree, but you're not. You're a fruit tree. (laughs) And it's very natural for you to produce fruit. You don't have to strain. But the enemy wants you to think that you're not you're not able, that you can't do it, that you're barren. But I'm telling you, he's calling you a fruit tree. <laughs> Sounds bad. He's calling you fruity. He's calling you a fruit tree. He's calling you something that will, 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 will produce fruit, not by your own efforts, but by the spirit that lives inside you. He hasn't gone anywhere. He will not leave you or forsake you. And he's going to call you and your end from your beginning. The enemy will lie to you every day and tell you that's not who you are. You can choose to believe him, but I'm telling you right now, and this is why I think I'm feeling this kickback, is because I'm telling you the truth. You are much greater than you thought, and he is much greater to do things through you than you thought. Don't put so much emphasis on your personality. Don't put so much emphasis on your own intelligence. Don't put too much emphasis on your own natural abilities. He will mess you up. <laughs> he, will, he, will, he will show you things that you had no idea you were capable of because he's calling you in from your beginning. He knows how you work. He knows what's best for you. He even knows what's not good for you. Listen, guys, stand up with me. I told you we were going to end kind of short. I want to have a little time to pray here. Um... We're going to have a reception at the end, so, so we still have some time in between there. 
so don't leave. I'll dismiss after we pray, and then we'll, we'll go to the back for the, uh, for the reception. But I, I feel like something's happening here.